Hello, welcome to the Brookwood Church Sunday Message Podcast. This podcast is our Easter message from 2018. If you want to hear the amazing worship that was performed alongside this message, you can find that on our Vimeo page at vimeo.com forward slash Brookwood Church. You can also find our weekly message outline and many other resources on our website at brookwoodchurch.org or on our Brookwood app. experience the greatness of God? Do you know Him to be great? And is that something that, that springs from your lips, that God is good and He's been great in your life? Welcome to Easter at Brookwood. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us. The title to today's message is Living, Lifting Up. We don't have a message guide today, just a card Outline on one side some questions that you can ask with your family over the Easter table this afternoon. We'll consider several things that we can lift up because Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus said in John 12, and when I am lifted up, I will draw everyone to myself. So this verse certainly refers to Jesus' crucifixion, but also to his resurrection, lifted up from the earth, lifted out of the tomb, and also to his ultimate ascension back to heaven with the Father. And so Jesus was saying, after I die, I will call all people to me. There was a a very, very wide divide racially between Jews and Gentiles. And so Jesus says, no, after I'm lifted up, after I'm crucified, after I'm resurrected, after I ascend to the Father, I'm calling everyone, Jews and Gentiles, people from every race, every nationality, every status, from every part of the world. Are you here today because you've been called? You know, perhaps you're Someone who attends church regularly, perhaps not. But today, it seemed you heard a special calling. And God invited you through his spirit, not just to listen to a short message and hear some music, but to have a supernatural encounter, a special experience with him. So I want to remind us of several things that Easter enables us to lift up. First, we lift up our eyes for help. Psalms 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This chapter is what's referred to as a song of ascent. There are 15 songs of ascent in the Psalms. And these songs were actually sung by Jews as they traveled up to Jerusalem. You see, Jerusalem was at 2,700 feet elevation. And the Jews would return to Jerusalem 
where the temple was located for three annual feasts. So as they walked from all over the country, they sung. And as they looked in the distance, as they got closer to Jerusalem, they could see the hills, for Jerusalem is placed on several hills. And they knew that on one of those hills was the temple where they would go to worship and they would go to meet with God. Where do you look when you need help? Some of you may need help today. Some of you may be burdened. You might be suffering. You could be discouraged. And when we feel like that, our eyes are not typically lifted up. They're cast down. Looking down, we only see ourselves, and, and, and we, we see our own needs. We see our own failings. We see our helplessness. We might look, shift our gaze around horizontally and look for some other kind of support that this world might offer us, or at least something to distract us from our problems, but nothing this world can offer succeeds eternally. But when we look up to God for help, we can know he is all-powerful. He is sovereign, which means in control over all people, over every situation. And we can know that he cares about everything that concerns us. When you need help, where do you look? Do you lift your eyes to the creator of heaven and earth, believing that he can supernatural recreate your circumstances? Easter also reminds us to lift up our faith for salvation, John 3. Of course, these two verses precede what's probably the most well-known verse in the Bible, John 3.16. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Now, in this conversation with a Pharisee named Nicodemus, Jesus referred to his future death on the Roman cross. <laughs> Some others feel like that too. But at this early point in Jesus' ministry, neither Nicodemus nor any of the disciples who were listening in would have understood that. But the story that Jesus referred to, Nicodemus would have known well. It's found in Numbers 21, particularly verses 5 through 9. And it refers to an instance in the wilderness after they have left enslavement from Egypt. When they start complaining about God. They're walking through a desert. There's not much food or water. The food they have is this manna and they are tired of manna. And God published this, punished this attitude by sending poisonous snakes. And many were bitten and died. After admitting their sin, they, they asked Moses to intercede for them with God. And they were healed 
by looking at a bronze snake that was fashioned and then lifted up by Moses. How does that compare with the cross and Jesus? Well, you see, when we look to Jesus in faith, believing that he was lifted up, crucified for our sins, and he was lifted up, resurrected to show God's acceptance of his son's sacrifice, we're forgiven. That's what faith is about. Believing what has been done for you, depending on it, relying on it. And we're saved from judgment and we receive eternal life. Now, eternal life literally means life of the age to come. And it's not just a reference to an unending number of years. Rather, eternal life refers to a divine quality of life. You're changed. You're no longer merely a human living on earth. Now you're living continually in the presence of God. And you have the Holy Spirit placed within in an unending way. And so you experience a bit of heaven before heaven's reached. So you know what it is to be in the presence of God long before you leave this earth. Have you lifted up your faith to Jesus? Have you been saved, born again, synonymous term? And are you experience this divine, eternal life? Completely different. Easter also reminds us to lift up our prayers for intimacy. Psalm 63 was written by David, and he writes, O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. David wrote this psalm while he was hiding in the wilderness of Judea from King Saul, who was attempting to kill him. And so he's comparing his desire for God with extreme thirst and the thirst that you feel in a dry and an arid place like where he was hiding. Do you experience that kind of longing? Do you have a desire to experience God? Verse 2, I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. See, David specifically misses worshiping God in the sanctuary. There is no temple at this time. The temple, you see, would be later built by David's son, Solomon. So the Jews attend sanctuaries where the the Torah is read and people worship God, offer sacrifices. And so the presence of God was actually touched down in that place, in the Holy of Holies called the Shekinah of glory where God's presence touches down and would hear the prayers of the people. Today, we don't have God located in a particular place for you're the temple of God and you possess the spirit of God touching down as fully as he did in the holy of holies. 
So David longed to be in the presence of God with the people of God. We possess the presence of God, but we gather with the people of God. And together we worship and we share in the sacrifice. We share in the resurrection. We share in the worship of God as we see what he's doing in each of our lives. And we're part of it. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. David knew God intimately, not merely from hearing or reading the scripture passages. He knew God personally from frequent conversations and actual encounters. Remember, David received the Spirit when he was anointed, and the Spirit never left David throughout his life. So David was accustomed to experiencing the love of God and it had become the most important part of his life. Have you experienced the love of God? Personally, tangibly, so that if it left, you would feel the vacancy and experience the thirst. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. Upheld hands pictured both the offer of the prayer, but with open palms, it also pictures the willingness to receive from God what he gives. You see, we pray not merely to receive what we ask, We pray to develop a deep relationship of trust with God. Do you lift up your hands to God? Doesn't matter whether it's literally or figuratively. Do you lift up your prayers as a child lifts his hands to his father? Desiring to be lifted up to be brought close to him. He said, I understand what you're saying, but I haven't had that experience and I don't know how to get there. As I close the service, counselors will be here. Counselors, you come on up now. And counselors are here to, to, to pray with you, to talk with you. If you, there's something you, you need to confess and unburden yourself with, they'd be happy to hear and would certainly be completely confidential. But they're here to help you to lift up your needs, to lift up your heart, to lift up your life to God. You said, I'm struggling physically. They'll anoint you with oil for healing. We do see healing. It happens on God's choice, not ours, but sometimes God heals. We believe it completely. You know, some of you say, well, you know, it is hard for me to gain any traction spiritually. I can't seem to get any constancy at all. You know, we have a tool to help you get started. There's a a very fine devotional for sale, one that, that I use, in fact, called Hearing His Voice. God is always speaking, and His sheep hear His voice. But it takes some practice to recognize the voice of God 
And it's often crowded out with our own thoughts. So there's some books for sale in the concourse and also in the bookstore. Today as you eat dinner with your family, go over a few of the questions. Let everyone offer their opinions. It may seem a little bit awkward, even clumsy, but it's a great step toward Christ. And there's not a better day to begin stepping toward Christ than Easter. Father, how we thank you that your son came and died. And you raised him from the dead to show us how we could experience eternal life. For that, we give you praise and honor and glory. Thank you for coming. Here at Brookwood Church, our desire is to assist you in pursuing a relationship with Jesus so that you can experience transformed life. If you have any questions about this message or you would like to request prayer, we encourage you to visit our website at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash get help. You can also find our message archives on our website or on our Brookwood app. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed week.